You're listening to a Corridor Business Journal podcast. Hey there, I'm Nate Kading, and this is Real Success. This is the Corridor Media Group podcast, where we explore the life and careers of the Corridor's most influential business leaders. Caitlin Clark is an awarded point guard for the University of Iowa women's basketball team and has also been named a McDonald's All-American and was ranked fourth in her high school class by ESPN. Caitlin sets down the basketball to talk business with me as we discuss how the opportunity for college athletes to monetize their own name, image, and likeness, or NIL as I'll refer to it in this episode, has changed her life. Caitlin also talks about how her family and her team have supported her in her own personal business and brand management what she is learning about financial responsibility through these experiences, how she manages her social media presence with over 150,000 followers on Instagram. And Caitlin also shares her opinions on what NIL means to college athletes and how she wants her personal brand to be perceived in the future. I learned an awful lot, and I think you will too. Stay tuned. This episode of Real Success with Nate Kading is brought to you by Midwest One Bank. Midwest One Bank is the proud partner for doers and entrepreneurs in the corridor and beyond. As an SBA preferred lender, our team is ready to help you reach your business goals. It's empowered money management. It's Midwest One Bank, member FDIC. Caitlin, thanks so much for taking the time, was brushing up on your uh, your bio, not that I really needed to, being a dad of two young girls and obviously a big Hawkeye sports fan, and um, your story on the basketball court is well known by all Hawkeye fans and basketball fans across the country, a two-time first-team All-American, um, you know, really one of the most prolific scorers, not only in Hawkeye, Big Ten history, but, you know, soon, soon to be probably in all of college basketball history, which is an amazing story, being, you know, from Iowa, here at the University of Iowa, but of course, this is not a sports podcast. This is a business <laughs> podcast, and I'm super excited to have you on and talk about your journey with NIL, the name, image, and likeness. Um, and that was dropped on you like it was every other student athlete and everyone else around the fans of, of college sports in June of last year, June of 2021. I think it'd be a kind of an interesting place to start is like, take me inside you know, yeah. your mind and, you know, the Clark family in the living room when uh, Mark Emmert, the president of NCAA, <laughs> says, okay, now from here on out, you know, college athletes can profit off of their fame and name, image, and likeness. Well, take us take us inside those first conversations and, and how your, your life changed at that point. Yeah, I think, you know, number one, like when I was getting recruited here, that was never like a discussion. Like nobody talked about it. Nobody really knew it was coming. So um, I think through my freshman year, I would say around like – I want to say like in December-ish is when I first started hearing about it in my freshman year. Um, Obviously, Jordan Bohanna was pretty active in his role that student athletes should have this right um, to name, image, and likeness, which I agreed with. So um, I think more than anything, I was just trying to educate myself and learn about it because I didn't know that much. It was like, it's brand new. I didn't learn about it through the recruiting process. You know, nobody's really had this, this right for really ever in college sports. So um, I think number one, it was just brand new and you didn't know anything. So um, just educating yourself, number one. And I think that's obviously still been a process here today. There's just so many different things going on and so many different rules. Um, You know, you're learning every single day uh, through the process. But um, and then number two, I think, you know, obviously I'm really lucky to have a really great family. Um, That's one of the reasons I came here is because I wanted to be close to them. And um, you know, they educated themselves too. I, I had to tell them a lot of things. Um, but you know, they've really helped me through the process. And, you know, once July 1st hit, it, it's been kind of crazy ever since then. But, 
Um, you know, I think it's a really great thing. I, I've seen so many great things come of it. I think, you know, Iowa student athletes especially have done a tremendous job. I think, you know, giving back to their community, giving to charities, um, you know, you don't see that everywhere. Um, and a lot of people are giving like a hundred percent of the proceeds to, yeah. to certain things, which is really cool to see. So I think most athletes here are using it in the right way. That's awesome. Talk a bit more about that education process for you. Were you growing up in Des Moines, you know, where you <laughs> yeah. always said you have kind of a business mind. Are you interested yeah. in business and those sort of things? Or what, what was, were you reading, were you, you grabbing folks, mentors, and yeah. around there, what was that education process like? Yeah, so both my parents are in the business world. My mom doesn't really work anymore. Um, she obviously helps me with a lot of my stuff, which is nice. So that's kind of her job, yeah. I joke. But um, my dad still works and everything. But, um, you know, I'm in the business school as well. So I've kind of learned a lot through that, which has been interesting. It's kind of got two things going on at once. I, I say it should count as my internship hours, this <laughs> NIL stuff. Absolutely. Um, Who else is running a, you know... <laughs> This but, kind of business on the side. But no, it's it's been good. I think reading a lot. Um, I was on a couple of Zooms with like Jordan, a couple other players from different universities. Um, one Zoom was actually with Mark Emmert. So that was kind of cool Interesting. Um, to talk about, talk with him. Um, and we kind of also discussed like the inequities at the NCAA tournament, um, which is a whole different issue. But, um, you know, I think just learning and educating, listening to other people and hearing what they had to say. Um, you know, I think that's the biggest things. I mean, there books or articles or things articles. specifically that you read. Like I think articles online. Number okay. one, um, I'm not a huge book person. I'll read every now and then, but you know, my family loves books, but I just never Take really got that. I them, never yeah. got that trait from them. I more just look the summary up online or go watch <laughs> the movie. But I like um, a lot of articles online. I think um, number one is where I learned a lot. Um, was it and, about marketing or was it about sort of personal finance? What what what? specifically yeah, were you studying up on? I think marketing, number one, that's what I'm most interested in. Um, and it kind of goes with kind of what I've been doing in life, obviously. Um, you know, that's what I'm getting my degree in here at the University of Iowa. I'm a marketing major, I just declared. So nice. um, I've been getting into a lot more of those like specific classes. So I've super, super I've really enjoyed those um, over this past semester. Took a few last year too. So um, you know, I think kind of just reading and finding what you're passionate about, number one, and then obviously it relates to my life so well. So mm -hmm. um, it's just really something great for me to learn about all the time. That's exciting. So that was sort of December. Things were sort of bubbling up in conversation of 2020. And right. then really the, the lid gets taken off in June of 2021. Yeah. Talk a bit about like those first few weeks and months of the NIL. I'm sure it was, was kind of crazy. Things were flying, <laughs> flying your direction from every which way. Yeah, it was crazy. I think, you know, I think number one, what we did was like set up a business email, which okay. was like the first step. <laughs> and then obviously emails just come flying in right away. Um, and, you know, I think my approach has kind of been like, I can't do everything. That's just how it is. Um, I want to align with like bigger companies that are really like have the same values that I do. Um, and I think you have seen that kind of over the past year and a half, two years of what I've been doing. Um, but obviously it was kind of chaos. I think companies were trying to figure out, okay, what is this? Yeah, we've never, yeah, we yeah. don't, we've never had to experience this before. Like, what do we do? Um, a lot of companies were just sending kids free stuff and hoping they post it. So it was an interesting <laughs> dynamic there for a while. Um, I think that's kind of calmed down a little bit. Everybody's starting to figure it out a little more. Um, but, but those yeah. first months, like how many, like how many oh. inquiries in the inbox? Are we talking <laughs> a dozen or are we talking like hundreds? I would say probably around hundreds. I mean, I don't, I don't really have access to the email or look at it, so I don't know for sure. I know a lot of stuff comes in, um, but yeah, it was, it's pretty, it was pretty chaos, and it still is. There is a lot still, um, 
But I think, you know, just being picky and it's all sorts of different stuff that comes in, whether it's like just interviews or I mean, just so many different things. So I think it's cool to see like there are so many different opportunities out there for student athletes. Um, and you can really find what you're passionate about and do that. Sure. I'm curious talk a bit about kind of the top of the funnel. You get, you know, 50 requests over the course of a week. Are you, do you have planned times when you sit down with your team? I know your yeah. team, we'll talk a bit about that. Cause this is your yep. uncle Mike and mm-hmm. you mentioned your mom and dad are helping out as well. Yeah. Or how are they, what's their process by which to filter the hundreds of requests that, that come in your yeah. way? Are you, are you reviewing those on a weekly basis, monthly, or kind of uh, um, ad hoc? I would say it's a lot different when I'm in season than when I'm out of season. Obviously I don't have a ton of time when I'm in season. Um, but I think, you know, it's been a learning process even for us over the past year of like finding out what's the best process for them to talk to me, um, and figure out things. But you know, my uncle Mike, who's done a lot of stuff for me has a good background in like communications and working with different businesses. So, you know, he's been a huge help there. Um, he talks to a lot of different people when they send emails, he'll have like an initial phone call with them and kind of figure them out, see what they want, see if it would be a a good thing for me to partner with or want to do. And then from there, he'll probably tell me, um, and I'll kind of think it over and, you know, we can move forward from there. But, um, I wouldn't say it's really a weekly thing that I get an update on just because I don't really want it to consume my life. I think the important stuff they'll come to me and tell me about right away. Um, but things that aren't super urgent, they'll, we'll like kind of set a time and go over things. My mom will kind of send an email and have a bunch of stuff written out for me. So I I really like stuff in written form so I can read it and and dissect it and go over it. So, um, you know, I think we've kind of found a process that really works for, you know, all of us that are involved, which has been important. Yeah. Take me inside a bit. I mean, wearing your, your marketing hat over (laughs) over at Tippy a bit. Talk about those early days. I mean, pricing your services, right? Like, because there isn't really any sort of market pricing, you know, how do you know, like, Hey, this person got X for this deal and those sort of things. How did you guys test the waters there or get a, you know, a barometer for how you should price your services? Yeah. I think, you know, obviously nobody really knew number one and we didn't know. Um, There's, I mean, nobody's done this before. So you know, I think you kind of go with what you think you're worth, Mm -hmm. number one. Um, And obviously, you know, there were some things that we read where you kind of got an idea, but at the same time, like, why would one person know what you're worth and somebody else be able to say something else? So Iowa market may be different than the national market. Exactly. So I think it's kind of just depends on what you're doing, what platforms you're using. Obviously, you know, Instagram, Twitter are different, whether you're posting um, on your feed or whether you're posting a story, um, if you're posting on Facebook, I think, you know, there's just so many different aspects of it. Um, and we've really learned over the past year, like kind of just different things about the whole process. And, you know, sometimes I'm more picky about things that are in my Instagram feed than uh, that are on my Twitter and how they're done. So, um, it's just really an interesting perspective of things. And I think kind of the marketing background, like obviously you kind of learn how to market yourself things that are going to get good engagement on social media. Obviously the companies I work with kind of know that too. They have the whole department for that. So, um, but you know, I think it's just really, really interesting how different things you can market in a different way and the engagement will just shoot up. I'm going to pull up your, uh, Instagram account here. You know, you got the blue check mark and (laughs) 151,000 followers. I mean, is this the social media aspect of what you Mm -hmm. do is obviously a huge component of NIL. Do you have, folks or an agency or someone that works with you specifically on that? Or is this all mostly so, what you're doing or how do you blend that together with like yeah. there's a shot of high V and then there's a shot of, you know, you at the football game or something. Right. So I think, you know, obviously the balance is super important. And I think obviously 
Iowa's marketing department has even been kind of just a good person to like talk to about different marketing things. Obviously, you know, Brandy Britt does a tremendous job with their social media accounts. So she's kind of just giving me some pointers of how to, you know, do your social media, how to create more engagement, when you should post ads, when you should post just content about your life. Cause you want to have both people want to see both sides of you. Um, so, you know, having both of those, not just your Instagram being a ton of ads or whatever. So, um, I think, you know, learning about that, but you know, I take care of all my social media on my own. Um, you know, a lot of people sometimes have people that work for them and do it for them. I think there may be a time in my life where that comes, but for now, I think, you know, I can manage it to the point I need to, obviously I'm not on there a ton. I don't post a ton all the time. Um, like I'm not posting every single week. So, um, it's something I can manage. Obviously marketing agencies have become huge of people just going out there and they're just marketing you. It's not really like an agent for your on court like skills. It's just your kind of off court personality and things like that. So, um, I think that's definitely something in the future that I'll look into having somebody that kind of represents me in that area. But as of now, I do not have somebody that does that. What would you define as Caitlin Clark's kind of, uh, main pillars of your social media <laughs> strategy? Like if you're recommending people like, you know, build your social media followership, like what are some quick and fast rules that, that I you would think, recommend? Well, I think what people are attracted to with me is just like my personality and like the passion and energy that I bring. But I think that's the same thing on the court. Like I just had that same passion and energy. Um, I think, you know, as if you could see like with some of the hy stuff I've done, it's really fun mm-hmm. um, and outgoing. It gets people like to laugh almost. Yeah, the videos. And yeah, the, yeah. And, but at the same time, they're getting to know me and know who I am. I think, you know, your followers have to know who you are, know what you're passionate about, know what you like. Um, so then they can relate more to you. I think number one is like the biggest thing and then you can start posting other stuff. Um, but I think if your ads are really centered around who you are as a person, that's yep. what really will hit home with your followers. That's great. I think you do a great job of that on the, on Instagram account. You mentioned kind of passion and mm-hmm. those things. Are those the pillars to the Caitlin Clark brand? Like <laughs> how would you define the Caitlin Clark? Brand? Yeah, I think obviously passion, but I think, you know, um, giving back to my community, obviously I'm a hometown person. That's why I came here. I love this state. Yep. Um, I live two hours away from here. Not honestly, not even quite. So um, I wanted to stay in state. I've done a lot of stuff to give back in this area, um, you know, and I think that's just one of the biggest things. Like, even if I never go to the final four, I want to be able to say, like, I inspired little boys and little girls because at the end of the day, that's way more important than, yeah. you know, banners and trophies that I can collect. So, you know, I think inspiring others, giving back to my community, um, you know, being able to put joy in people's lives is just like some of the biggest things for me. Yeah, that's awesome. Just back to that early days of, of NIL and that summer of 21, what was the two-part question? What was the, the first deal that you inked that you signed your name to uh-huh. then, you know, and the, and the check that came back, you know, for that. And then the second part is like, what's the, maybe even to this day, what's the craziest or weirdest request <laughs> that's, that's ended up in your inbox? Oh man. So my first deal was high V, which was really, really oh, cool. Nice. Obviously, you know, it's an Iowa company honestly started right um, their headquarters is right in Des Moines, just a few minutes from my house. So and they were uh, on it right away. Like yeah, they, they right. were. I mean, they're huge in sports marketing. They got yep. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Kirk Cousins. So, you know, they were they were kind of on it. I actually had done something for them the year prior, but I kind of just did it because it was their um, something related to their Kids Fit program, which is kind of getting kids active in the community. Yep. They wanted me to just record a video for it. So obviously I wasn't compensated at the time because I couldn't be, it just wasn't allowed. Right. Um, but it was a program that I was involved in when I was a kid. So it was an easy yes for me to want to do. 
Um, and actually, my ratings on that came back higher than Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> which was go. insane. Like and they told me that when I first met met with them. So the kids loved it. So I think that kind of caught their eye. And, um, you know, they reached out to me. I went and met with them a couple times and then ended up signing a deal with them um, that I'll be with them until my career here is over. So um, awesome. honestly, a really, really great partner. They totally understand sports and like the demand of it. So they're super understanding in that that way. But also their marketing is tremendous. And you know, obviously a huge company all yeah. throughout the Midwest, tons of stores over, I think over 200 stores. So, um, you know, I'm really lucky to have partnered with them and they've been tremendous over the past year. That's awesome. How about the weirdest? Oh, what the weirdest? Uh, honestly, I probably don't even know because I, they don't, my <laughs> they team, when, they, the when they get, yeah, yeah, they get caught in the filter. They don't even come to me. Um, yeah, I don't even know, honestly. Or how about, I mean, if you had advice for a business that was interested, maybe not mm -hmm. even necessarily yourself or another local Iowa Hawkeye yeah. athlete, they wanted to entertain the idea. I mean, what's the, you know, are there some don't do's or some, some things you'd recommend a business, you know, in terms of things not to ask most people, or, or maybe you're just yourself, um, or just kind of, you know, red flags if a business is yeah. saying X, Y, or Z in, in, order, well, in and around your NIL. Number one, like there's room for everybody in this, like whether you're a small business or a big business, like where you're an athlete with a huge brand or smaller brand, like, you know, there's room to get involved any way you want. Um, I think that's the biggest thing. And if a business wants to seek out a certain athlete, I mean, you can email them, you can DM them on social media. Like there's easy ways to find athletes to represent your brand or endorse your company. So I think, you know, whether you're just a local restaurant or whether you're a national chain, um, you know, I think there's ways for you to, to use student athletes. And obviously, you know, I think college athletics is one of the greatest things in the world, sometimes better than professional sports at times, just sure. because, you know, you can see the passion in the kids' eyes and um, how passionate they are about their communities and things like that. So I think not only can they endorse your brand, but at the same time, like you can help them give back to the community in certain ways, too. Um, you know, Hy-Vee helped me donate a ton of backpacks and school supplies to the Boys and Girls Clubs of Johnson County. So there's just so many different things when you partner with these brands that you can do, which I think is the coolest part, honestly. you're getting creative and understanding right. maybe what, what makes the athlete tick and how, yeah. to, how to approach them. Mm -hmm. That's great. Um, so you're a little over a year now into the, you know, your, your <laughs> professional student athlete, which is yeah. kind of a weird, weird concept, right? We're all coming to terms with how all that works. Lessons learned in the, in the last year. I mean, or has there been a mistake or something that you, you know, you continuing to refine and get better at along the way? I don't think there's ever been a mistake. I think, you know, obviously it's been a lot of learning. I think something I would always say is just like ask a lot of questions. I think that kind of goes for a lot of things in life. If you don't know, it's okay to ask. Um, obviously like I have a lot of people working around me. So if it was probably me doing it on my own, I'd probably have quite a few mistakes. Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm very grateful for them. And obviously, you know, contracts are kind of no joke, which is kind of a crazy thing to think about when you're only 20 years old and you're having to sign a contract. But obviously I have people around me that help review that yeah. and look it over and, um, things. But, you know, I think at the same time, like you're in college, but you kind of have to live your life as a professional, um, which can be hard for a lot of people. But, you know, if you want to be treated that way, that's just what you have to do. Yeah. Um, and you kind of have to, you know, make, have a tight circle, um, and have people in that circle that, you know, are in, in your best interest and, and want to see you succeed and don't want to see you fall. And, you know, I think that that's something my mom has kind of always preached even since I was in high school, like, you know, 
everybody like there's people out there that want to see you fall so you have to have the right people around you every single day um and just know you're making the right decisions and you know it's okay to do your own thing like you don't have to do what everybody else does and I think you know that's kind of been my story like I didn't want to go to a blue blood I could have gone to a, a huge school that goes to the final four every year but I wanted to do something different and kind of write my own story so that's kind of what I live by yeah absolutely you, you kind of hit on it there a bit about sort of the balancing your time right mm-hmm. I mean I, as a former student athlete I mean you come you come through the there's just without all the NIL stuff you mm-hmm. know before that back in the dark ages when I <laughs> played football here I mean it's it's challenging to to do to balance school mm-hmm. with with the you know the demands of, of being on the court or on the field or whatever it might be and now you're layering in this <laughs> you know you're you got a job now on the on the side yeah. as well talk a bit about how that has impacted you and obviously you're you know as much of a competitor as, mm-hmm. as anybody uh, that that plays sports today, um, you know, and part of that is just kind of being able to put a firm line around mm-hmm. your time and your focus on your sport because that's really the, the biggest thing that that matters. How have you been able to balance your your time and the new constraints that have been put on it by the NIL? Yeah, I think number one, like planning your daily routine every single day. I think that's something I've really learned to do. Like, are you a journal? Are you writing it out? Uh, yeah, I got on, it on my phone. phone? On okay. my phone, yeah. Are you um, a to do? Are you like? Is there any spe- specific app? Or so we use a- Teamworks within like our basketball programs. What a lot of schools use to kind of like put in their workouts. Coaches okay. can put in meetings, things like that. But I can also enter my own stuff in there. So. Um, I'll put a lot of my stuff, like our meeting today, I put in there. So I knew I wasn't going to miss it. You can set reminders, um, things like that. People can message you through there. So it's a really convenient app. But I think, you know, when I first got here, I wouldn't write anything down and I would just try to remember everything. It didn't work for, it didn't work for too long. So um, I think planning ahead, number one, but like I have class every day. I take 14 hours um, and I have to get my shots up on my own while we lift or while we have practice. So Um, and I'm one of those people that like loves being in the gym. I've always been that way. So I've always made it a priority to be in here extra every single day. Um, obviously I take a day off here and there. Um, I think that's something I've learned as well Is like, (laughs) you got to give your body rest when you get to this point of your career. And, um, that's been hard for me to kind of say to myself, but, um, it is something I've learned, but I think, you know, just time management overall has been a learning thing for me. And like you said, like this is a full-time job playing basketball and going to school. That's a full-time job. But then adding all this NIL stuff on top of it is like a whole nother job. So I think I'm just lucky to have people around me that can really help with it and kind of do everything until when I need to kind of get involved, um, which has been huge for me. And obviously, you know, coach Bluter, coach Jay, our whole coaching staff has been a huge support system of just around NIL. They want our whole team to be involved in it. They know how, helpful it can be to college athletes they think our team is a very marketable team and I totally agree um obviously one of the most exciting teams in college basketball but also just great people yeah um so yeah I think time management has been huge and then obviously when you're in the heat of season it's hard to really you know get time away to shoot a commercial or do things like that right. so you got really got to plan your time accordingly yeah and the company's got to work around your schedule to make it happen yeah. as well obviously too I think that's yeah. super important aligning with a company that kind of understands that student athletes don't have all the time in the world right um you know they got to be understanding of when they can do a certain shoot or when they can make time to do a I don't know just a random thing like they have to understand that and I think that's why it's important to ask questions before you get involved in some sort of deal or something like that yeah you you mentioned the final four as a as a team goal for the mm-hmm. you know the the basketball team here for the for the University of Iowa, and obviously you have personal goals, whether it be three point percentage or points per game or whatever that yeah. might be. But obviously the same kind of pertains to, to business, right? Mm-hmm. There, you know, you have goals and you have, um, you know, 
budgets and P and L's and you know yeah. what you got to hit on the bottom line and whatever else that might be. Do you have a goal now that you're a year into this for what you know the Caitlin Clark uh, Inc. wants to you know whether it's a you don't have to share the dollar amount, but you know do you, have you set goals now that you yeah. sort of have a framework for what that looks like? Is it a certain number of contracts or how does that work? I wouldn't say it's a certain number of contracts because you really never know what's going to come through the door. Um, and obviously a lot of it depends on your play on the court um, but and the person you are off the court, honestly. But I would say, you know, I obviously want to keep growing my brand and my business every single day. I want to keep inspiring the community. Um, you know, I really think sky's the limit for, for me and my brand. Um, you know, I think more and more people are getting drawn to our team, the way I play basketball. Um, and I think that goes for the other girls on our team too. Like, I think there's just going to be more and more opportunities as we go through this next year. Um, I think our, our girls on our team play the right way, but are also even better people off the court. And that's what companies should be drawn to. They shouldn't be drawn to just how you play basketball, but also the person you are and how you represent yourself, how you represent your community. And, you know, I think that's the biggest thing for me is, you know, just keep growing my business and helping as many people as I can. And, um, you know, I think everything else will kind of just fall into place yeah. after that. Any tangible, is it like you want X amount of Instagram followers or anything oh. that you've got like listed on a sheet? Like Honestly, you know. like, no, cause it's crazy. Like I never know when my Instagram following is going to like shoot up. Like usually it's after like a video goes viral or something. Like I know, I remember last year, um, I think it was the game where we played at Michigan where I went like crazy shooting all those half court shots basically. Mm -hmm. And they're all going in and we only had seven players that, that game. So a couple of our starters were out. We were down by a bunch. So I just started shooting. They were going in and, um, all the clips were going viral. So I think I gained like 50,000 and like the span of three days there. So it's honestly super random how you gain them. Yeah. Um, I think out of season, obviously it's a lot harder to like kind of market yourself and get that engagement just because basketball is not going on. Like people aren't as active on your page. Um, that's just kind of how it is. Um, but I think in basketball season one, it's harder to like find time to like shoot things. But yeah. at the same time, that's the time companies want because that's when you're the most marketable. Absolutely. So it's finding that balance. paradox there. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. finding the balance. Um, and obviously you know, the companies that I've worked with have been, you know, super understanding of that, um, which has been good as well. It sounds like you're having a lot of fun with this, you know, yeah. you being a marketing major and business and learning about that and being able to put it into practice in real time. Uh, has there been a moment though, in the last year, we've been like, man, this is work. Like this is, this isn't, this isn't fun. Has there been any of those moments? Yeah. I mean, I think there's obviously been a few things where it's like, geez, I'm just overwhelmed, especially in the season. And, you know, I think I, I remember telling like my mom that like we can't do this again, but um, you know, I made it through and they totally understood and we got things done. But at the same time, like when you get in the season, number one, you're just more tired in general yeah. and you just want a lot more time to yourself. Um, so I think, you know, there was no way for us to know that. Yeah. Like yeah. it had to happen for me to figure out like, I didn't like that. Um, or I was more tired X day. So I can't do that going in the future. So, um, you know, it's, it's honestly just a learning process and, you know, taking note of things you didn't like and you did like and, and learning from it, but you can't just keep doing things in a way you didn't like. So I think, you know, just moving forward, learning from it and, and just doing things the right way, telling companies how you want to do it and see if they can help you accomplish that is also important. Um, and I think, you know, obviously, like I've said, companies I've done work with have been super understanding of the student athletes time. And I think, you know, great companies really do understand that. Yeah, that's great. I got to, few more questions, a couple softballs and a, and a couple <laughs> maybe more uh, introspective ones. Yeah. Um, 
what tell us you get that first couple checks. What's something is something fun you bought yourself? Honestly, everybody's got to splurge a little bit, you know. Was it was it I the moped? Like, you, oh no, put I got some that rims before. on the moped. I got the moped. I got a moped before, and I was really a thing. That was more like my graduation money that got burned there. Ah, <laughs> um, uh, I think I remember. Like, I get, I got a couple pairs of pretty nice like Nike shoes that were kind of you couldn't get them on Nike's website, so I had to get them resale, which makes them even nice. more expensive. Yeah. That I had really been wanting, so I got a couple of nice pairs of Nike shoes. Honestly, I'm kind of like. I should. I wouldn't want to call myself like a cheapskate, but like I like I still live the exact same way. Like yeah, I live put it on, under the mattress or the like, piggy bank. Yeah, I just I honestly save my money. Like I mean, like I am on a full scholarship, so I live off of our like student athlete stipend. Um, and you kind of learn how to manage your money and it's good. take care of rent and your bills and everything like that. So it's it's a good learning thing. Um, I don't live like in a different manner ever since NIL started I really lived the same way and I think that's kind of the way my parents raised ramen me ramen noodles like, and yeah. mac, mac and cheese no not and necessarily I'm a great cook you guys actually. are spoiled these days that was us we old timers we were we eating are. ramen noodles we're you getting guys are, like nice restaurants yeah. catered and everything Absolutely. after practice which were, is super <laughs> nice and I'm very grateful for and I'll take that home and just eat it yeah. later um, but no I honestly like I I mean I think the biggest thing is like saving and invest investing your money because you know, I'm so young. Like, if yeah. you can just invest a little bit of your money, compound I wish. Compound interest. Compound interest. They teach you that um, at Tippy yet? That's yeah. the most beautiful thing in I investing. Know. So, and obviously my parents have been a great influence that in that. And, you know, my bro- my older brother who goes to Iowa State is, like, huge into stock and everything like that. So he's always getting on my yeah. on my butt to, like, invest money and take care of my money. That's and great. What I should invest. He's trying to get me to invest in Bitcoin back then no, no, for no, a no, while. No, no. I know. That. I never did it, but. Buy some low-cost ETFs. Uh, and just let them compound. Over. Um, They'll compound about four or five times between now and when you but retire. It's yeah. crazy because like I'm only 20. So, you know, I'm learning about it in school at the same time it's happening in yeah. my real life, which isn't usually like that for anybody. So that's a really interesting point. It I mean, is. I that's one of the that's why I love, I love your approach about it, where it's I mean, we all go, remember our days in college. You're so impressionable and it's there. But like here you are mm-hmm. learning about these stuff in an academic setting. And then at the same time, having the opportunity <laughs> to put it in practice. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. But now, now here we are back to putting it into practice. We're taping this in October. I don't know if you filed an extension for your taxes or not, or if you did that back in <laughs> April. But I mean, you got you got the tax man's coming for the first time. Yeah. How, how what was that process like? Yeah, I think that's. Hopefully, you didn't spend all that money on <laughs> shoes before you had to pay your. No, whatever. no, no, yeah. no. Um, I think number one, that's like something that was like a lot of people were almost blind to when this first nil thing started. Like, this is taxable money. Like, you have to pay taxes on it. I think that was like the number one concern that people like didn't really even know about. I think that's something kind of the Iowa athletic department tried to preach to people. Um, so, you know, obviously my parents and my team have been like tremendous in that area of like helping yeah. me get set up with somebody that can help take care of that. Um, and obviously not something I've had to do before. Right. So yeah, keeping track of all that comes in, maybe yeah. put, put some aside. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, my mom and my dad have been really a big help in that area. And, um, as I said, I'm learning on the fly. I don't think many 20 year olds have to yeah. learn about this stuff. It's not like a W two where they're pulling it off your paycheck. You right. gotta, yeah. they're just giving you one check and you gotta yeah. plan on your own. To exactly. Cover the taxes. So I've, I've learned so much, but I think, you know, taxes is like, was kind of like a huge thing that many people going through this NIL process were just like, Oh, what? Like we have to pay taxes on this money. Like, yeah, yeah. you do. It's like a job. Um, so I think, you know, just educating people on that. Uh, rather than, you know, being in a lot of trouble in the long run. Yeah. Um, so I think that's been a huge thing. And obviously, 
you know, I was a partner with H&R Block um, there in basketball season, and, we, and I kind of did some ads for tax season, so I better be knowing my taxes <laughs> as well. <laughs> Absolutely. That's great. Um, all right, just a couple uh, questions just to finish off here. As you, like I said, you've been through this for a year, you're looking ahead. In your opinion, do you feel like, is NIL good for college sports? Is it good for college athletics in general? Not necessarily the college athlete, but for college sports. Yeah, I think NIL is good for college sports. I think it's a right um, we should have had for a really long time. I think it's super basic. Like, obviously, like, say a normal student has, like, a YouTube channel. They could have advertisements on on that YouTube channel the past, you know, however many years. But if a student athlete had a YouTube channel, they can't make any money off of that. So it was kind of just a basic thing, I think, um, really, we should have had a right to. But obviously, the the sponsorships and endorsement part of it um, is really interesting as well. But I think, you know, a lot of companies have found it's been very beneficial for them as well. Um, and obviously, they've probably tried to learn over the past year um, what's going to be good, what's not going to be good, what are people going to be drawn to. So um, it's been cool to, cool to watch. And I think, like I said earlier, like I think a lot of uh, college athletes have given back to their communities, whether it's the children's hospital or the local food pantry or just certain things like that. Um, where they can really make an impact in their community and be able to give back, I think is also a really cool dynamic. Yeah, that's awesome. And giving back was a good prelude to my last question here, which is, you know, you've been uniquely thrust into this NIL <laughs> position, being you call it an NIL pioneer in a certain way, where you you know you mm-hmm. you're really at the trajectory of your career and nationally known, and but at the onset of, of NIL, as you look ahead, you know, the end of your Hawkeye career onto you know what I'm certain will be a long. Mm-hmm. A fruitful professional career in the WNBA as well. What do you want people to say about Caitlin Clark and how she managed her brand and the business of Caitlin Clark when your professional basketball career is over? What do you want people to say about what does success look like for you off the court mm-hmm. um, as a professional basketball player? I With think, the brand. Yeah, yeah, I think brand wise, obviously, you know, I want to be somebody that did things the right way. I don't want to be somebody that was just taking any deal I could because I was wanted a check or something like that. And I think that's what I've lived by. Like I've only aligned with companies that I truly am passionate about and that they kind of have those same values that I do and that they're passionate about. Um, And usually they're bigger brands, which I think really understand the importance of your time. And, but also they kind of commit to you on a longer form contract, which is, is good as well. So you're kind of there with them. Maybe it's six months or a year or two years. Um, which is really good as well because they're really committing to who you are and who you are as a person. Um, but I think, you know, obviously, like I want my brand to, you know, energize people, give them joy. Um, I hope I can inspire the community. I hope, you know, I really just want to keep growing my brand, even if after basketball is done. I think yeah. it can even be a thing, um, you know, whether it's I'm a TV announcer or I'm, I mean, I just think there's so many different things I can do that are still involved in sport, but maybe I'm not playing sport that my sure. brand could really still impact people. So, you know, I think I'll continue to learn over the next few years while I'm here about NIL. Obviously, I don't know everything. Um, I'd like to think I know a decent amount. Um, But, you know, I think sky's really the limit for me on my brand and uh, what it can do. And obviously, you know, my plan on the court can also impact that as well. Um, But I think, you know, I want my brand to be more centered around the person I am rather than the player I am. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I know everybody, you know, including myself in the business community, look forward to watching you off the court and uh, and and obviously on the court as well as the women's basketball teams at the top 10 ranking going into the season and uh, setting up for another exciting year here at Carver Hawkeyes so thank you so much for taking the time thank you it was so good talking to y'all
Huge thanks to Caitlin for coming on to the show to talk about her real success. If you'd like to follow Caitlin's journey, you can find her on social media under the name Caitlin Clark 22. I'd also like to thank this podcast sponsor, Midwest One Bank. Experience simply better banking at midwestone.bank. And also this podcast is produced by the great folks at LAS Media Group, located here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more information about them, you can visit them at lasmediagroup.com. If you enjoy this show, please consider subscribing and reviewing on your podcast platform of choice. It helps us to continue to develop and grow. Real Success with Nate Kading is a Corridor Media Group podcast. And for more information, visit CorridorBusiness.com. Corridor